Oh, hello. How how was your shower? Oh, it was great. I had charged in from the gym and needed to rinse the smell of the pizza and fried chicken Mumsy had waiting for her little boy. Okay. Nothing but clean protein over here. (laughs) I thought it was one of those things where it's like, you know how when drunks sweat, it smells like whiskey? Like, I thought maybe in the course of your workout, you, like, sweated out all the pizza you ate last night or something. No, no. (laughs) I, uh, yesterday was weird. You know, I'm going to stop you right there. My diet wasn't that interesting. It wasn't? It wasn't, no. The most fascinating thing about it was I had the absolute stones to waddle in from the gym, send a shower pic to someone Mm. while bitching that my pecs had a little bit of, like, baboon titty meat on top of it. (laughs) Five minutes after, you know, checking off half a pizza and a fried chicken breast and a chocolate bar that I covered in walnuts as protein sources. (laughs) There you go. How very Atkins of you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Fatkins. <laughs> the Fatkins diet. <laughs> Started by those two dudes on the Vespas who broke the world record or whatever. I don't know their names. Uh, they're just uh, the fat twins. Like yeah, that all twins. of us all of us that are in our thirties <laughs> remember seeing in the copy of Guinness that was kept in our third grade classrooms. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah. Um, Happy Papa's Basement podcast to you, Molly. Oh, thank you. Happy Papa's Basement to all two people who celebrate. Yes, both of us. It's uh, you know, we're we're gonna build on that. That's uh, a, a good cult needs a leader and a disciple. And uh... <laughs> I think you're too tight B to start a cult. What like, is? Does that just I mean think... lazy trash panda? <laughs> Have you ever seen like? A person who is a people pleaser trying to start a cult. (laughs) Look, what do you want out of this? You're not down with me fucking everyone's wife? Cool, cool, cool. We'll just leave that right at the door then. Yeah, like wear this tracksuit if you want. I don't know. It's whatever you want. You don't want to take a bunch of barbiturates and chop off your genitals and bleed to death as the Hale Bob comic comes by? That's cool, that's cool. Like, there are no yeah. bad ideas. Yeah. <laughs> and the John loves his mommy cult. Here's some poison Kool-Aid, but here's some non-poison Kool-Aid. You know, just whatever. I'm real easy breezy here. Yeah. Roxy, you need to shut the fuck up. Okay. See, Roxy knows how to start a cult. You gotta just scream at people relentlessly until they do your bidding. I think... Like Scott is... Rudin. <laughs> it is absolutely <laughs> fascinating to see personality type across species because this is the most alpha fucking creature I've ever seen in my life. Mm. Like, the way she bosses around her brother, fuck bosses around me. (laughs) Like, my mom still tells the story from the day we adopted her and out of all five kittens, the other four are like six weeks (laughs) old, you know, or four weeks. They're like little cream puffs. And of course, they're cowering when we walk in the door, especially me. They can smell the cat toucher on me. Uh, but she just marches right up with that same ugly crow voice that she had now looking into the kittens be like, So all her siblings are cowering in a corner being like, we can tell this dude fucks cats. And meanwhile, <laughs> she just runs up on you and is like, meow. Yeah, she's like, I want play. <laughs> I love the fact that your mom tells this story. Like, you know, like she always tells this story about like first meeting the cat, but like your birth is probably never mentioned. Completely forgotten. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I guess I came out of her box. I don't know. Right. 
last I checked. She's like, I don't know, something about a breach. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah, That's all yeah. I remember. I Fuck know. that guy. Doctors said they, they hit you with the baby spatula wrong and you were uh, <laughs> you'd be a tard. What's up? Oh, man. Well, yeah. Roxy would start a great cult. I mean, you're already oh, yeah. member one, so... Yeah, know. exactly. I would fucking die for that cat, so we're already there. Oh, man. Izzy had, like, a... She was my old cat, and she had a very distinct personality. Like, I don't know if she was a cult leader. She was more of, like, you know, um, like a real lazy girlfriend material. Like, I just lie here for 20 hours and eat, and sometimes I give you dirty looks and, you know... Like, like a gal pal girlfriend? Like, she would have been a Janine Garofalo to an Uma Thurman? <laughs> Yeah, she was definitely the Janine Garofalo to my, um, you know, Mira Servino or whatever. <laughs> Remember that 18 months she was famous? I loved her. Yeah, I mean, there was like a brief period in 1998 where I actually felt like my type was the trendy type. Oh, like, yeah. like the Janine Garofalo fuck everyone smoker and, you know, the buxom redhead who's sinking on a boat at the turn of the century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like how you're still like, yes, petite ginger, not a popular thing anymore. <laughs> it's I mean, it's been replaced by like the Kim Kardashians and the Asian spinners. Um, <laughs> First of all, the Asian spinners have always been around. <laughs> They've always been in vogue. That's one that just never gets tired. Yes. I um, uh, I'm saying this in a way that celebrates our differences. I'm not trying to be an asshole. Um but yeah, I love Janine Garofalo. She was definitely like a role model for 13-year-old Molly. <laughs> I can see it completely. Yeah, she was great. I That was that. And it's funny how that kind of, I don't know if that seeped into me and kind of informed me for life. Oh, you're a total Janine Garofalo. I am, yes. I just, total Janine. <laughs> like those, I cannot tell you, there is a, a generation of guys that like spent 10 years just going like ha 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 and ew to everything you know what i mean just like fucking beavis and butthead mm-hmm. shaped our entire being and i was of that tribe definitely oh okay yeah you were like the sitting on the couch watching mtv and just laughing at nothing type <laughs> yeah completely i 100 percent everything was to, I was to be lazy, I was to mock things, and yeah. <laughs> I was to hit frogs with a baseball bat and then deep fry them at my minimum wage-paying job. Yes, and have the the older neighbor that clearly just got repurposed to make Hank Hill. Yeah, well, I mean, you see, that's me. I've always clearly been a Hank Hill. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just, you know, emotionally, like, shut down and obsessive-compulsive. Um, maybe not as repressed. See, Jason could never watch King of the Hill growing up because his stepdad reminds him of Hank Hill. So he's like, why would I think this is funny? I live with this guy. Ah, uh, okay. Um. Sorry. Sorry, I didn't bring it. You brought reply. up the childhood trauma. Well, no, I was just picking up my... The room. <laughs> I was picking up my cat like a football and locking her in a side room because, you know what, at a certain point, fuck it, it's my room, not yours. At shit. a certain point, you just lock the cult leader in a closet and let them die slowly by themselves. Yes, yeah, I'm gonna wall her in, and then I will say that I speak for her. Mm-hmm. Just like Bye. the mom and Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. You've got the devil in your outfit. I see. can see your dirty, dirty pillows. pillows. There you go. Oh, man. Okay. So what other interesting happenings? Well, I actually, I had, uh, I would say like two big episodes worth of stuff. You um, said yesterday was crammed. What happened? You you bailed on me yesterday because um, we were going to record this epic, <laughs> this epic um, yesterday. And then you said your day was slammed. I like how we refer to it as an epic, like it's fucking Gilgamesh or something. Yeah, it's it's an epic series, just like the Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, you get the Iliad, the Odyssey. Yeah, so you went too. to improv and heard some shrieking sirens, and you fell in love with one. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. Yes. Then I, I, uh, I returned back home to Ithaca and was somehow still attracted to my wife despite her twenty years of aging. <laughs> yeah, and had to kill off all her suitors. Yeah, that was always the the most hilarious part of the Odyssey to me. <laughs> then he has to return home and literally beat away all the dicks that swarmed around his wife the second he left. Not just that. He's this guy who's, I guess, aged, you know, 20 years, who's just been fucking his way from Greek island to Greek island back home. Mm-hmm. And then we're supposed to just believe he gets back home to a, like 45-year-old, 50-year-old, I don't know, uh, what the fuck was her name again? Penelope? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like... you can't tell me that Penelope wasn't fire, though, if she had that many dudes hanging around her. Like, if I were her, I would have been fucking all of them while he was gone. Of course, yeah. And, then... and that's the other, that's the that's the lost portion of the Odyssey that we never got to read. Yeah, there's just eight cantos of Penelope <laughs> taking cream buys from a guy named Gus. Yeah, and then getting anointed in oils while they roast a <laughs> lamb shank or something. Some chauvinist editor deprived us of that stanza. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Telemachus has to hear it all from the other room. I think uh... that was the name of the kid, am I wrong? I, I don't remember. I read it when I was like 17. So I'm just going along with Penelope. <laughs> you told me her name was Trixie and I would have been like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Good story though. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what? I got to say the Odyssey is right up there with Pulp Fiction for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it holds up. Yeah. I mean, um, it's no alien, but maybe better than alien. It's no Gili, but it still holds up in its own way. Uh, yeah, no, no. I, I would say the the huge, huge data dumps I can do because I'm <laughs> like an autistic. Um, I took that trip to Rochester to see our ride or die listener slash friend Sarah mm. Beth Chambers, SBC. And then SBC and then kind of with her assistance at the very end of things. uh, Whoa, (laughs) Roxy. Roxy. Um, Get back in the closet. Yeah. God. Um, I, I got off my duff and made a hinge profile, which was supposed to be this, you know, intense moment of me feeling shame for having spent the last, you know, 10 years of my, sexual flirtation life because that's how it's described by normal people uh trying to pick up chicks off of reddit gone wild versus you know online app dating but we definitely because the rochester thing is so much 
and I want to spend as much time as possible dragging you away from the project you're sucked into. I forget. Can we mention that or no? Or we shouldn't? Or No, let's not mention it. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, okay, fine. Now I'm going to mention it. You started in OnlyFans. I um... started in OnlyFans. <laughs> and you know what? I have no subs. Yes. <laughs> My handle is at hairy legs. <laughs> Oh, you abandoned the asymmetrical breasts one? <laughs> I did. Because there was already an, an asymmetrical breast eight at OnlyFans. <laughs> I um, think what's so fascinating about your OnlyFans content is the breasts in terms of size are perfectly symmetrical. It's the areolas that are grossly <laughs> asymmetrical. You know, the thing that bothers me most is how they get stuck in my armpits whenever I lie on my back. <laughs> I feel like maybe if I put up like like um what are those border walls they put next to the ocean to put up like a flood wall on my armpits ought to do it. Are you saying we need to like plant some reeds in your armpits to keep your tits from eroding into them? Yeah, you know, just some like some strategic landscaping and city building might be required. Um yes. no, you know what really pissed me off today that I realized is that like my left eye is smaller than my right eye, but my right boob is bigger and is a higher than my it's like how come on the left well, that's side how you can walk in a straight line <laughs> <I don't... Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise the weight distribution would be off like you gotta put the bigger boob on the side with the smaller eye <laughs> as you're being crafted <laughs> one of the angels is like why not just make her even god no Look, I, mean, I was just clearly one of those ones that was constructed while everyone was high and not thinking my parents <laughs> the angels <laughs> the creator I, almighty i figure he was on a rollicking boat and just going side <laughs> to side as you were made uh, anyway um <laughs> yeah, like, my left vulva no. and my right foot no, you know, I, I know we discussed the logistics of an OnlyFans because even though I come from a family of privilege, I'm I somehow feel as though I'm always going to starve to death somehow because like generational trauma is inherited. So I still feel like a depression baby. Oh, but yeah. when you told me the amount of work that goes into creating an OnlyFans, I was just like, holy fuck, I don't think I have it in me. Like I threw out my back trying to take a picture of my own ass. Like I'm, I can't start now. <laughs> Well, Harper's old enough to hold a camera, right? Harper's old. (laughs) But I don't want everything from that low angle that gives you the double chins either. (laughs) And Rosie's so young, she wouldn't remember. You would just need to put the camera in like a Fisher-Price casing. Oh, Rosie would just drop the phone in the toilet. And I'd have to remind her it's not a toilet cam video. (laughs) We're trying to be classy here. Look, Chuck Berry's a special order. Right, like, why else am I holding the rose? We're trying to be, like, elegant about this. (laughs) Holding it with what, Molly? (laughs) Look, I only have two hands and four legs. (laughs) (laughs) I love it Um, when you're a human base. Yeah, thank you. Um, (laughs) Sorry, yeah, So you started a Hinge profile, which is sort of like the fuckboy equivalent of an OnlyFans, except you don't have to take your clothes off. Yes. Um, so what does that it say in your bio? Line. I assume that you list that you're a crypto mogul. 
Oh God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How much you love Elon Musk and uh, other assorted things that'll never get someone laid. Yeah. I I also mentioned that people need to do their own research Mm -hmm. regarding the vaccine, by which I mean, if they do any research that doesn't. (laughs) You referred to this in very educational, like parlor posts. Yeah. um parlor's the donald trump answer to, oh no it's not parlor it's truth dot what is it his stupid fucking... truth.org is the anti-cigarettes one <laughs> <laughs> i forget what his his dipshit app is that he like came up with <clears throat> he designed it to look just like twitter Oh, that's Except the, the little check mark ever. is red, and it's like you fucking dumb shit. That's like when Reggie Bush like <laughs> ended things with Kim Kardashian, and then spent the next ten years fucking Kim Kardashian clones. It's like, come on, dude. That's like Kanye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone who's ever porked her does nothing but pork lookalikes. After that, <laughs> well, then that's to her credit. Oh yeah, if you ever wanted to spite her, like get like the tallest, thinnest Norwegian blonde after you fuck her, and trust. You me. know what? I feel like a, an insult to someone like Kim Kardashian would actually be to do the what was it, Prince Philip, where it's like I'm married to this gorgeous woman, and then I'm gonna turn around and fuck like a, a bridge gnome or something. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> fucking absolute scorched earth. Yeah, like if Kanye started dating someone that looked like me, Kim would be like, "What the fuck." No, I want him to, like, be fucking, like, the fat mom from Pink Flamingos. Whoever that bitch was that was in, like, 20 John Waters movies. Not divine. Not divine. The one who was the... Talked about eggs. Oh, the eggs. The eggs one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she was great. I love her. I mean, she got played. That Eggman kept coming back, giving her free eggs. Mm Mm-hmm. You you know, you can say whatever you want about the cover of the book, but if the pussy's good, they'll come back. Oh, yeah. Ben Franklin was big on that. He literally had, like, a whole thing written on how the last thing to go on abroad is the veg. Oh, my God. (laughs) He's like, look, you can stomach the rest. (laughs) Look, she let me do some kinky shit with a kite and a key in a jar. (laughs) Don't judge a book by its cover. Early to bed, early to rise. Oh, yeah. Healthy, wealthy, and fucked sideways. Yeah, um, man. Covered in old octogenarian juices and hard candy, you know? Oh, man. Bless. Mm, bless, bless our bless. founding fathers. Um, well, I love that he fucked like a president, but never was one. Yeah, he was like, what do, what do I need that headache for? I'm getting all the trim. <laughs> Who wants to be president? I was having that talk with someone maybe like 24, 48 hours ago. I was like, <laughs> What an absolute psychopath do you truly need to be to want to? And I'm not because I think, call me naive, I think a lot of people do get into it with the noblest of intentions. Mm. But I think if you have any level of intelligence, when you look at how fucking stupid the average person is, and these are the people you're responsible to, where it's like... (laughs) Oh, I want small government, except if any fucking thing goes wrong in my life. In which case, I want the angel of government to swoop down and make everything better. You cannot fucking win. Right. I love when people bitch about, like, taxes and stuff. And it's like, well, you drive on roads, right? Yeah, exactly. You're pretty cool with, like, funding some of this stuff. 
Um, that was the only reason I really liked Bernie Sanders was because he seemed like he just like he was it's, everyone's like why is he yelling it's like because he's pissed off that he's out of bed and he doesn't want to do this yeah the only person you should trust is someone who 100% doesn't want the job and it's yeah. forced upon them right yeah because anyone else is a fundamental psychopath <laughs> narcissist yeah um yeah, it's also just such a frustrating and tedious process where it's like, you know, oh, you want effective gun laws or, you know, a climate policy, you know, you have to go through Mitch McConnell and Joe Manchin. But the second you need money for the Pentagon, it's like a snap of a fingers and it's like, we did it. Yeah, <laughs> we did yeah. something. Oh, God. No. It I, moves so quickly when you want it to. No, I want to be beholden to nothing. I want to... I want the only impediment to how I sleep at night is like how quickly I can beat one out. You know, I don't want to have to worry about the goddamn thing. Yeah. I get how like, you know, I feel like Gen Xers and millennials were so jaded that like the boomers and Gen Z both look at us and are like, you lazy motherfuckers. Fine. We'll do like Gen Z's rolling up their sleeves. They're already like gearing up to run for office. They're, they're, you know, spirited because they still have some of those adolescent hormones left so they can foresee a better future being possible. But Mm -hmm. like, we've already given up. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, that's how I feel about everything, including dating, by the way. Yeah. Like, we'll we'll do that with the next episode, do the, the hinge talk, but like... Well, let's do the hinge talk. We've only been at it for 21 minutes, and what? you know, this is a nice segue <laughs> into giving up but we got the a Ro- hinge. We so. got the Rochester trip, too. Yes, yeah, so let's, let's go back to that. Okay. Well, real quickly, what I'll just touch on with the hinge thing is like... I don't no 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 no. We're gonna tease it. We're just gonna tease that for the next episode, goddammit, because the huh. hinge is just gonna be going on and on and on up until the next episode at the very least. Whereas Rochester's simply fading in the rear view. Okay, so let's go back to Rochester. Take me back to Rochester. <laughs> Rochester Rose. Okay. <laughs> okay. So again, I uh I got my buddy Sarah Chambers in Rochester. I visited her once before like right before pandemic kicked in. So like December of 19, if I recall correctly, Mm. Um, I think my brother had just gotten into like a grisly accident, like three days prior. So that was kind of on my head. And then I show up and you know, when it's like late at night and you just got that feeling where you're like, Oh motherfucker, I am going to wake up very sick tomorrow. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you can just feel the throat tightening yeah you're, you're like oh i'm already running a temp so like i showed up friday and friday night i just turned to sarah i was like i'm going to be fucking sick tomorrow and i'm telling you that now and i hadn't had like that kind of like real bad cold slash mild flu thing in a couple of years and i was just like cool great timing life mm. um probably because i was in the hospital with my brother's dumbass three days prior yeah. i mean i hate to say it, but yeah that's where you probably got sick was mm-hmm. in the fucking hospital yeah so, you know, <laughs> food for thought, don't go visit your relatives in the hospital. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Just it, let them die alone. Yeah, they're already lost causes. Just, yeah. like, let nature take its course. So mean. So okay, so you, you knew you were going to wake up all fucked up. Yeah, so the last trip was me, and this was before my weight loss. So I had, I showed up, and we went to the famed uh, garbage, uh, fucking Rochester's main, like, dish the thing it's known for is this thing called a garbage plate yes and it was made 
first at a place called Nick Tahoe's T-A-H-O-U. He's a fucking Greek guy. Mm -hmm. And it was like legit designed during the depression to feed a family of four. It's like a plate of home fries plus cold macaroni salad then uh greek meat sauce pretty much like what you put on chili dogs right. like just that fuck, i love it it's literally it's like it's a sauce it's like it's just fucking liquid meat no it's it's uh, it's, it's bolognese yeah pretty much yeah yeah so then you dump a layer of that on and then you throw on either two hot dogs or two hamburger patties or mix and match so this and is the, basically like you run a business during the depression and you're just throwing on whatever's left at the end of the day very much so like i never i love how the expression it, or the explanation was well this was made to feed people during the depression it's like how about you just give them like four times as much of one of these things like why did it have to be this horrific chimera medley of foods you know like because it's all about conserving what you didn't it's like the same reason why people would eat like animal byproducts it's like okay what do we have left yeah i know i get it but it's like really you had to do half home fries half fucking mac salad it couldn't just be a the base of one or the other it couldn't have even been hot macaroni no fuck no it was hot home fries and cold ass macaroni salad right with then the hot meat sauce on top well they want you to get the melange of temperatures also yeah exactly like a hot fudge sundae of flesh <laughs> yeah so, again, this is a meal designed to feed an entire family. And if you just want to know what a fat fuck I was, even a couple years ago, Molly, mm-hmm. I show up, I crush my entire plate, which I believe, if I had to do the caloric math off the top of my head, you're talking like 1,600 cows, mm-hmm. absolute minimum. Yeah. I then am also eating the massive slices of white Italian bread served on the side, smearing right. it in butter right. know, to clean up my plate. And then Sarah's kind of tapping out about halfway through hers. And I'm just like, well, you're not gonna. I'm just like, I don't think this is going to keep well, Sarah. Okay, that's the (laughs) only reason I'm doing this. And then I crush half hers, too. Right. So I started the day probably after eating a hearty breakfast in Chantilly, Virginia. (laughs) And flying to Rochester (laughs) by putting down, again, conservatively, 24 to 2,800 calories. Nice. And then we were off to the races. I know we... End of the night with me eating half a pizza um, <laughs> and ice cream. Uh, <laughs> they so... call that a Rochester threesome. <laughs> <laughs> the garbage plate, the pizza, the ice cream. Exactly. I was, I was in all three holes Rochester hoe. <laughs> nice. So I, and I did like two days there. I was sick. It, if I recall, it was super cold. Um, but it was one of those experiences where I... Sarah is someone I talk to all the time, but I so very much what we have. You know, we chat all the time, but we hung out one fucking time. Like, I hope to see you again sooner than later. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, but I liked Rochester a lot. Like, I went to her apartment. It was fucking 700 plus square feet. She was just like, yeah, it's 700 a month. I was... I was like, please say that again so I can complete my pants without touching. You know what I mean? Like, people like you and me who swim in these absolutely unaffordable places. Like you can just tell me where you live is cheap. And like, yeah, I will fucking gym from American pie, my pants, you know, like that's it. Right. Yeah. Me too. I had a friend who moved to Oregon and she was like paying 1800 bucks a month to rent a house. And I was like, Holy fuck. And like, I get that. Like, 
you know, I remember once Doug Stanhope was like, oh, people bitch about how much it costs to live at a place, just leave. And it's like, some people can't always like afford to pick up and leave. But like, if you can, fuck, yeah, move to somewhere fucking cheaper. Um, I get that these places are like entertainment hubs, but they're also so fucking overrated. You could die on the vine in New York just as easily as you could in a Bisbee Bisbee. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, fuck it. Um, yeah, I and don't know. It's just it's one of those experiences. Like when I go to Baltimore or when I go to Richmond, and, like I just it's a variety of women that I find kinder and more attractive than the ones here. I can tell you, I live in an absolutely unaffordable shithole, by the way, because there is just none of that tattooed hipster white person where I live, you know, the kind of person who's like making their living, working three part-time jobs is at a fucking punk show at age 32 on a Thursday night, that kind of vibe. We don't have that in DC. (laughs) We just don't. Uh, We're lousy with it here where it's like, I don't understand why you go to a punk show and then stand there with your arms folded. Like you're not having fun. Like there's also just such a misery to the posturing sometimes. Mm -hmm. No, I'm with you there. I'm just saying we do not, we have, we have to be the only city where I don't see that, where it's Mm -hmm. not like white person on a budget, attractive white person on a budget. I should say we have lots of like ugly motherfuckers that I wouldn't fuck with your asymmetrical nipples. <laughs> <laughs> you lie. You'd fuck with any asymmetrical nipples. It's That's your true. thing. I, find I, I would nickname them Spot. <laughs> so I, I'm like, fuck it. I, you know, I'm always kicking around. Yeah, sure. I'll come visit you. And somehow like that talk picked up pace because I'm kind of like halfway through the summer now. And I'm like, shit. I came and saw you mm-hmm. like in April and I had a couple weekends where I went to Baltimore's Greek town to like be an hour closer to the giant Greek tits that I never got to fondle Aww. from the Reddit gal. <laughs> and um, that's it for my summer. And I thought I was going to travel a little more. So I was just like, yeah, fuck it. We'll do it. And yeah, I, I was like, I had just spent the weekend hanging out with, and my my amazing bestie travel companion whatever the fuck mm-hmm. um, associate. And I was, was that <laughs> associate my associate yes. yes and i was like everyone loves her you met her she's great company yeah. fantastic Love yeah her. like the best thing i can ever do to anyone is introduce them to Anne and then exit their life <laughs> exit gracefully yeah. through the closet door I'm, I'm just like you have you have had your John upgraded to a blonde woman good day <laughs> and uh, yeah I spent the previous weekend dog sitting for Eva mm-hmm. which again consisted of me being like cool I'm agreeing to dog sit but that really means Anne's gonna watch the dog and you can text me now and again and that was it and you know what dog's happy everyone's happy Right. so I'm like Fuck it. And do you want to road trip with me up to Rochester? We'll hang out with Sarah and her boyfriend for a couple days. And Anne's like, yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, this is, this is going to be fun. Right. 
Um, I didn't have to use my 04 Prius shitbox because Anne has like a lovely 21 Corolla or something like that. So I'm like, oh, thank God. Um, Anne's got the better everything, the better car, the better personality. The yeah, better she's, yeah, exactly. She's just me having not been damaged during delivery. Right. So we do it. I come up with like a really, I, I even do a literal scenic route, Molly. <laughs> Oh my god. Way to go, dad. I know. Oh, I am such a dad. You were like, the foliage on the way up was so amazing. It made me think of a garbage plate. I want one now. (laughs) Kids, did you notice the five prongs on those maple leaves? Mm -hmm. So good. So good. They only have them in this county. (laughs) So we, I pretty much opt to do like an extra 90-ish minutes up to accomplish the following one pass through scranton pa and mm-hmm. see a couple office sites nice because i'm like when the fuck am i gonna do that again I feel like this is where dwight schrute supposedly froze his girlfriend's cat in the freezer and <laughs> this is in an, a scene that's restored in the peacock cut oh my god where Oscar's found dildoing himself with a juro. I don't think I've heard anything sadder than the term the peacock cut. The peacock cut. Release the peacock. (laughs) You cowards. Uh, Yeah. So I... So how was Scranton? uh, Scranton, I am not doing a bit, Molly. Mm -hmm. Was... If it weren't for other towns that we passed through mm-hmm. on this drive up, maybe the most depressing shithole I've ever been in. Right. So we're not moving to Scranton. No, the Papa's Basement Empire does not have its seat. <laughs> Even though it's probably cheaper than DC. But that's the one that's where we draw the line is Scranton. I could empty out my Jurassic Park lunchbox filled with cash and buy the town, Molly. Oh my god. That's that's how cheap Scranton is. Including like, all the paper companies that exist there. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd merge them all. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, again, not doing a bit, there were countless times where I looked at people and it was just like, are they homeless or are they just dressed like that and resting for a bit? Hmm. Um, there aren't a lot of actual sites, by the way, because the office was a shocker filmed in LA. There isn't a lot that really like corresponds to, to shit you see in the show. Mm. Like there's a, the famous during the intro, I would say most of what is there to see is that fucking B-roll shit that, uh, what's his face? Krasinski filmed like after getting the part that they that... used for the credits, the opening credits. Oh really? Credits. Oh yeah. He he filmed that. He filmed that. Oh yeah. good on him. Um, he's like an indie darling director yeah. person. <laughs> yeah, he's like that guy who uh, had Chloe Seven G or whatever suck him off in <laughs> in Brown Bunny. <laughs> well, hey, he's not that big. He's not Vincent Gallo here. Vince Gallo, there you go. He's not having a feud with Roger Ebert or anything. <laughs> Which would be impressive now, because he's dead. Yeah. Um, I, would, I, too, like to... I, I like to feud with the post-jaw removal, Roger Ebert. <laughs> that sounds like a speaking spell. I I want to make a movie so bad that Roger Ebert comes back to life just to insult me. 
Is he going to come back with his jaw restored or no? Yes. Okay. He's going to come back just like circa 1980s Ebert where he looked like some fat Midwesterner's wife. (laughs) (laughs) Where he looks like Napoleon Dynamite could have been his nephew. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, okay. So Scranton's uneventful. Then what happened? Uh, well, no. So I, I stopped real fast at a couple of the sites that were there, like the the famed uh, tower that I think they might have. I'm trying to remember if they put a fake Dunder Mifflin sign over that tower in the opening B-roll, but it actually says, I think, like pen paper or some shit. or I don't know what the hell is on it. So I stopped by that. I stopped by the pizza place that they say Alfredo's Pizza Cafe that they mention as being the delicious one. Mm-hmm. And I ordered a slice. Um, pizza so bad it got me ill. Oh wow! Um, like it was a melted white cheese, almost like a like a white American cheese rather than a mozzarella a white on American it. American cheese? No. It was bad. It was bad. Because um, I'll do. I like a white cheese pizza, but it, that's not American cheese. Yeah, no. This was like <laughs> someone saw like a photo of pizza, right? And was like, I don't know how that's supposed to taste, but I'm gonna give it my best. <laughs> They saw a photo of a white cheese pizza. They were like, well, I have this white cheddar box of Kraft mac and cheese, so I'm just going to sprinkle the powder over yes. the pizza. I'm going to sprinkle it on top of the Prego. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think it was what got me violently ill, but it could have also been the fact that I swallowed an entire bottle of the incorrect pills, Molly, and could have died. Oh, well, that's a big oh, by the way. Yeah. Um, what pills? I took an entire two-week course. So again, before I was to go to New York to put stones to the buxom four-foot <laughs> eleven Greek gal, mm-hmm. uh, just to cover my bases, <laughs> um, I went to get my prick checked by the prick doctor, the prickologist. Yes. No, just, <laughs> just a regular doctor. And I was like... I never call it thought... an important field, though. <laughs> the study of John. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, sh- I, I walk into the, the walk-in clinic, and I had those cold symptoms by that point, which turned out to be the COVID. Mm. And I was just like, hey, guys, I, A, want to make sure that my schlong is clear, because I want a raw dog abroad this weekend. <laughs> but also... I want to cover whatever this chest cold, again, that turned out to be COVID is. Like, Mm -hmm. do you have an antibiotic for that? Fully expecting them to be like, you sick pig, of course we don't. And instead, they're just like, yeah, here's a two-week course of something that should cover both your lungs and your cock. And I was like, fucking A, science. Now, that bottle was left untouched after I took the first one because later that day, I learned I had COVID. Ba-da-da. And uh, once the Greeky ghosted me, mm-hmm. I certainly, you know what, my dick could be swimming in STDs. I didn't care. It wasn't getting used for everything. And Roxy's already got everything I'm going to give her. Um, <laughs> so I had an entire bottle of antibiotic sitting around. Now, the day before the trip, I packed a bunch of i guess i've just aged into apparently this is like an old man thing but i take like a bunch of fucking supplements right. like it's just kind of accumulated over the past couple of years like when i took uh when i did my lasik a couple of years ago they put me on vitamin c 
and a bunch of omega-3. And oh. they're like, uh, yeah, do this. It's really good for your eyes. And then they're like, once you finish the LASIK, you can stop. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? Why, why wouldn't I stay on it if it's so goddamn good for my eyes? Right. And the omega-3, like, in the course of that time before the LASIK, I'm suddenly like, I am way less depressed. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's like a side effect sometimes of fish oil, too. And I'm like, cool. I will take this for life. And it's like, it's piled up over the years. I take a vitamin D supplement because they found out I'm low on vitamin D. Uh, I take a selenium because a woman that I chatted with on Gone Wild who had a fucked up thyroid was like, oh, you have a fucked up thyroid too? We're supposed to take selenium. I'm like, all right. Um, and it's just, I now take an entire handful of pills mm-hmm. every morning. And... Uh, I delight my friends sometimes by showing them, and only you will know what I'm talking about. I can take an entire handful of these things with the tiniest sip of water simultaneously. Like, I just Mm -hmm. fill my mouth like Elvis as a squirrel. Yeah. (laughs) And then I take, like, a little dip, 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 and it just goes down the chute. And they're like, how are you not vomiting? And I'm like, I used to take a box and a a half of Coracetin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. Yeah. You of all people know what it is to just grab 16 pills without a second thought. Oh, yeah. No, I had someone on a plane next to me make a comment once because I guess watching someone next to you just take 16 pills that all look the same is a little bit of a red flag. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, is this person trying to kill themselves? Um, and in essence, kind of. But yeah. it really does make you great at swallowing pills. Um, did you ever see Priscilla, Queen of the Desert? It doesn't seem like a John movie since it's just like fun and riddled with drag queens. Um, uh, I know it's got Agent Smith and it's got apparently like a, a dump from one of the people from ABBA in a jar yes. or something. Yes, it's, but it's, I've um, not really seen much of it. It's Guy Pierce and Terrence Stamp and I forget the other actor's name who's also a very famous actor who was in Lord of the Rings and a bunch of other things. Hugo yeah. Weaving, Agent yes. Smith. Yeah. Yes. And so, his, his niece is that absolute fucking fox uh samara weaving oh okay and they both Um, have the same like really full lips but on him they're just creepy and on her you're just like please blow me please the cat eyes on her probably really work yeah Um, exactly but like um so there's a scene where terrence stamp is just sitting there during breakfast eating a literal cereal bowl full of pills and just (laughs) swallowing them with no water like a like a real fucking bad bitch yeah um, and that's how i imagine you just impressing your friends by like taking handfuls of pills and swallowing them dry like a badass oh yeah we would raw dog the coracetin yeah like i think my friends don't understand that when they're like oh you use so little water i'm like i used to use no water <laughs> like you want to see me try that trick Ugh, i couldn't after a while because like the candy coating the taste so syrupy that oh the taste it just made me want to gag after a while it's like it's like i need some orange juice or something to <laughs> oh oh if boy was that threading the needle on an evening molly <laughs> because if you didn't get them down oh you were spitting them right back oh, out it sucked oh no you could feel it in your throat like still trying to work it. and that taste oh that taste 
oh god yeah you were like a slot machine paying out if they didn't go all the way down the trachea in one fell swoop i love this became like such a specific like drug support group for this one thing and we're not even complaining about being addicts we're complaining about the pills themselves not tasting good yeah oh they were grotesque my (laughs) ritual was taking down either cvs brand tussin because it was the runniest and most swallowable or the coracetans because they were the only dextromethorphan pills at the time. Right. And I would drink them with one of the thousands of Coke classics that Stefan Pimley's parents would keep in their garage fridge. Stefan Pimley. Stefan Pimley. And to this day, if I so much as smell Coke classic, Mm -hmm. I start to gag, and I immediately (laughs) taste the mixture of cough syrup and coracetin and, you know, Coke classic in my mouth. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel about it, too. Anything with a candy coating, I'm just like, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so, yeah, I mean, you're taking handfuls of supplements. I mean, like, that's not necessarily an old person thing. I used to do that when I was in my 20s, and I was taking so many at one point. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, I don't know if they're doing anything. Like, I overall like them. I'll be honest. They, yeah. they've, I think they've helped my health a lot. That's like, good. I was I'll probably ju- taking the wrong shit, too. I was taking pointless stuff like powder, Arco, and turmeric and stuff. Yeah, you're you're taking that bullshit. Um, <laughs> I forget what the hell they call them. Oh, God. Eh, whatever. We'll just pass by and pretend I made a funny reference. Ha ha ha! Pointless. <laughs> yes. I 100% remember going to some uh, health food place with a woman that I was, like, kind of sort of fooling around with. And, yes, we literally were buying these little blue tubes filled with white pillets. So like placebo you know what i mean it was like mm-hmm. oh you could really use some lavender and i'm like yeah sure and, you know yes I those things taste good though they're basically like little sugar pills yeah, exactly you know, they're the great yeah bottle. yeah <laughs> well, i hope this isn't bad for anything this is how i know you can't overdose on them so i filled up like multiple old jars of meds you know just that weird like fucking deep amber hued bottle that you've gotten your pills in since 1948 right um with each day's worth of vitamins and shit Mm -hmm. and the day of the trip i'm just beyond tired uh my sleep has been dog shit recently i don't know why Mm -hmm. and i get in the car and a couple hours into the trip i reach in and i find one bottle and i empty it down my gullet don't even look at it i'm like hey man watch me do this no oh my god so i take what i think is a day's worth of my vitamins just right in my yapper no down the throat and she's like "Ah," clapping like a baby getting keys jiggled in front of me you know what i mean (laughs) and you're gonna make a great dad entertaining kids by just swallowing big bottles of pills yes so I would love you. Yeah, again, again. You made me like want to cream pie all of a sudden. Um, so circling, jumping forward, mm-hmm. like just uh, think of this as like a Christopher Nolan podcast. Mm-hmm. So jumping forward that night, the first night, like probably one in the morning in Rochester, I go through the pills and I suddenly find all the day's worth of vitamins. Right. Like all four bottles. And I'm just like, shit. Then I find a fifth bottle that's mm-hmm. empty. And I'm just like, rut fucking row. Like, all of a sudden, like, am I going to die? Because 
I had multiple bottles of shit I hadn't taken yet, Molly. I had still a half bottle of prescription strength, non-fun cough pills for the COVID. I had two different bottles of naproxen that had been prescribed to me because my elbow is so fucked up from being old and lifting. Because your elbow feels funny. My elbow feels strange. (laughs) And I was all of a sudden like, the end of this first day of the trip, and again, we'll circle back to everything else. Mm-hmm. I'm sweating bullets. And thankfully, I look at what's written on it, and I Google the name of it, and they're like, well, you know, it's an antibiotic. So I took an entire two-week course of antibiotics in one fucking day. Oh, my God. In one day. So Can clear- I kill you? <laughs> I did a little googly-googly, and I called poison control the next day, and they were just like... Uh, well, if your shit is really weird or your pee <laughs> looks weird, you might have blown out your kidneys, kind of. Oh so you would then need to get like a metabolic panel, but uh, just monitor your poo poo pee pees. I love and how you were like, I called poison control the next day. I was so exhausted, Molly. And I was just like, uh, because I'm with you. I would. Trust me, I'm an honorary Jew when it comes to my worrying. The the Greeks are just <laughs> Jews without money, to quote strangers with candy. Um, and I was, of course, spending the evening with my buddy, <coughs> the queen of the goys, mm-hmm. Anne, who, of course, doesn't worry. And she's like, well, I'm worried, but you're clearly okay. And I'm like, no, you stupid bitch. That's not how worrying works. It's not, that's also not how bodies work and yeah. metabolism works and yeah, organ exactly. failure works. Yeah. And uh, I mean, all I can say is I did enough Googling where it's just like, what happens where you take a fuck ton of antibiotics and they're just like, weren't even really hits for it. <laughs> you know, like they're just like, no one's that fucking stupid. This doesn't need to be addressed. <laughs> yeah, most people just, assume, I can't believe that's not even an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, where, you know, because there's some dumb fucking people. There's like advice panels for everything. Like, you know, what to do if you accidentally swallow the Drano, but like, not- oh, yeah. Somehow, take all your antibiotics. I broke through to a new tier of tard. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Okay, so you're alive. I'm you alive. Didn't blow out your colon or your kidneys. No. So the rest of the trip, we're now jumping back. Mm-hmm. We then pass through what really is the saddest place on earth, a place where my improv buddy JJ hails from and is referenced in a few episodes of the twilight zone because rod serling came from rochester i believe oh. place called binghamton hmm. uh, binghamton is a hollowed out husk of a town where everything is gone except for uh like i guess a hospital that i'm sure trades mainly in handling opiate overdoses mm-hmm and uh, it's known, that little region of New York is known for a food called a speedy, which is just like chunks of meat marinated in speedy sauce, which is, I guarantee you, just fucking Italian dressing. Okay. <laughs> and then they just serve it on, like, white person hot dog bread instead of a fucking, you know, pita. What the fuck? It worked. I mean, like... It works. Not, I mean, nothing, it, nothing yeah, it that, went in my stomach. <laughs> yeah, nothing that greasy and fried and marinated could be all that bad. Uh-huh. Like, I'm here to tell you the Speedy was pretty goddamn good. 
right. from a place called Lupo's. Okay. Because I walked in, and one of the speedy meat options was lamb, and I was just like, fuck it. Any place serving lamb can't be all that bad. <laughs> like, Can I hear, like, speedy meat and lamb in the same sentence? Yeah. Just, like, You're like I want to add the words powerful dysentery. <laughs> Yeah. There were just so many things on this trip to Rochester that should have killed you. Oh, yeah. But I survived the Speedy. Mm-hmm. And it's ironic because despite being called a Speedy, nothing came out of my ass for days <laughs> in the wake of that murder of the absolute uh, holocaust of intestinal bacteria that took it's, place. It's an ironic name. Like when you call someone tall shorty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yes they call it a speedy because it'll back up the pipes for half a week yeah. uh, so i'm trying to think what the hell else we we passed through all these little towns because the the route i came up with was to pass by a bunch of finger lakes mm-hmm. which i didn't know existed until three days before the trip and then i told finger like, lakes the finger lakes i don't know about the finger lakes i'm not a new york guy Oh, but okay. <laughs> They're not that famous, Molly. They're not that famous. I'm thinking of the Michigan Finger Lakes. <laughs> oh, no, the New York ones. Oh, okay. There's apparently 11 of them in the center of the state. Oh, shit. Yeah. And they're uh, they're gorgeous. Finger Lakes when I was in Rochester. Yeah. <laughs> Say it again. I missed it. That was a fake <laughs> laugh, and I'm going to own that right now. I'm owning it. <laughs> I just went, ho, ho, ho. Molly said something. I'm sure it was funny. Oh, thanks, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Finger legs. Finger legs. You sound like you just got an improv get. All right. Finger legs. Uh, finger legs makes me think of my uncle molesting me. It makes me think of I can't come without something in my ass. It makes me think of my brother drowning and how it's totally my fault. Yeah. Finger legs. Okay. So you went to visit them. Natural splendor. You'd never seen. They're great. Before. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did the white trash version of Time at the Finger Lakes, which is driving past them. Mm, okay. Not vacationing at them, just going past them and going, wow, lots of water. Right Look now. at the Finger Lakes. Yeah, cool. We've seen the Finger Lakes. We could yeah. put that on the bucket list. Mm-hmm. Um, but at some point, I think the the news of the day, the news of the trip maybe, was a place called Richford Tasty Treat in a little backwater by the name of Richford, New York. Mm-hmm. And we might have to end the pod here because okay. this one's going long, and I can I can hear little Rosie in the background, and I, oh, I yeah. want I want you to tend to your kid. I I don't, but no, I probably should. Okay. Um, and I'll just leave you with this one. I paid Molly literally the sizes were child's, small, medium, and large. With the small that I paid for being three seventy five. Damn. Molly, when I tell you this looked like someone emptied an entire carton of ice cream into like a movie theater popcorn bucket, <laughs> I fucking am not exact like I am an absolute animal when it comes to ice cream. Mm-hmm. Like the way like a normal guy should feel about pussy. 
I feel about ice cream. I mean, you know what's funny? Straight dudes love ice cream, and they treat it like it's a personality trait, the way women treat astrology, like it's a. Is like, it really? Is that thing. a thing? So like... It's like guys will be like, "I really like chubby hubby." I don't know. I guess it's weird. <laughs> it's like it's fucking common as mud. <laughs> guys love ice cream. I did not. I I mean, I just thought it was more a fat ass thing than a guy thing. It's a, it's all guys are closet case fat asses. That's why they always make jokes about women letting themselves go because the second they get a girlfriend they gain 20 pounds hmm. shit but all in their cock oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a hormones yeah. thing the head gets really heavy <laughs> yeah just there too the, sh- yeah. the shaft if anything grows more minuscule uh okay. it just looks like a this drop of ice cream it was it just... a small <laughs> it just looks like that world's fair tower from the the wig episode of the simpsons oh, um i love that I... I ate this thing for maybe the next 20 miles mm-hmm. and I, I Hoover ice cream. Like I eat it at, again, I'm not exaggerating twice the clip of anyone else. Like just yesterday I ate ice cream with normal human beings mm-hmm. and like I got a double size serving compared to them. And I still ate it in about the third of the time because I'm just like, where does restraint enter the equation here you don't even have to really pause to chew Mm -hmm. it's you know what i mean like you can kind of like the same way you make a sound you can kind of just like mush it with your tongue against the roof of your mouth yeah um Um, and i i wound up having to pull over and throw away the remaining third (laughs) because i was just like i can't handle this it was and then i started eating ands for a bit before i stepped out of it oh yeah yeah like i threw away mine and then i immediately pulled over again just to shove my face in hers like i'm fucking tony montana and a scarface you know like was she just maxed out and you were like you know what i had a half time i could go again or something i i still yeah i mean i had eaten again very very conservatively like a softball and a half of ice cream and she still had what looked like the pile of mashed potatoes that Richard Dreyfus was working with in Close Encounters like that level <laughs> and I was just like well that's a sin and I started eating hers and then it's like all right John you threw away yours to avoid completely blowing out both your asshole and your caloric budget right uh, but yes, it was the most obscene. And then a couple days later, we'll we'll end on this. But a couple days later, Sarah takes us to what she considered like the best ice cream place mm-hmm. in Rochester. And just thinking, maybe this was like, you know, New York State thing. I'm like, yeah, I'll take a small. And they hand me like a fucking urine sample cup, and I was, <laughs> I was livid. I was just so. My spirits died inside my chest. Mm-hmm. Um, we you were like, end- where's the normal portion ice cream store? <laughs> there should just be an ice cream shop called Normal Fucking Portions Ice Cream. I just, yeah. Like- you know, with, with the amount of time we spent talking about, this was great. Okay, so your review of Rochester is, go to Rochester, eat yourself to death. <laughs> yes. This is it- like... um. For the amount of time we spent talking about food, I feel like this should have been a Bill Oakley podcast. <laughs> is that his 
his jam. That's his jam now. He went from being a Simpsons writer to just like traveling the country, going to fast food places, and then reviewing the fast food. Oh no, shit! I used to do that bit back when I wrote for In Papa's Basement. Like when there was written content, I would review fast food all the fucking time. I'm not saying it's a novel idea. You send Bill Oakley a cease and desist, being like, "You're not the first badass to look." I. <laughs> yeah how <laughs> dare come, you sir then i'll come at him on the simpsons front too be like i invented that shit while we're at it yeah uh, <sighs> oh there's one little nugget oh i wanted to um throw out real fast because i remembered the name of the place from taking an american history class 20 something years ago mm-hmm. uh, we also stopped by seneca falls to see the spot where, like, the first women's suffragette meeting in the world took place. And it's like, Elizabeth Candy Staten and Frederick <laughs> Douglass stood in this place. And oh. I was just like, hey, Anne, take a picture of me in front of the suffragette sign so I can put it on my Tinder and get some trim with it. <laughs> so I can show the broads I'm into them voting. <laughs> I want all the big-titted Reddit chicks to know that I'm also a feminist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want them to know that I'm cool with them paying 100% for the abortion they need after our weekends together. Okay? You're a pioneer, John. <laughs> Thank you. You're a true ally. I'm an ally. That's the word I was looking for, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so we now have at least a couple pods in front of us whenever you get time. So we get the actual Rochester trip, mm-hmm. like the actual me getting to Rochester. The saga continues. Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got that, and then we still got my Hinge profiling. Okay. Well, and also by the time we get to Hinge, you'll be a little, you'll be knees deep in it a little bit. So we'll have some Hinge experiences to recount, I'm yeah. sure. Long answer short, like, I'm really ADD, and I guess at 41, I'm not looking forward, like, love to fill a bunch of, like, holes in my life, and I just talk to a bunch of people, and then I guess I'm, like, kind of the ghosting asshole, and I'm not being a prick, I'm just like, I'm bored, I just want to play video games, we'll talk in a couple days, maybe, or not, I don't like, <laughs> like, that's kind of what's happened so far with everyone I've met via it. You know, um... I know there's a tendency when you really like somebody to overthink things, but I think a real sign of maturity is just being thoroughly resigned. So if you can find somebody who's not going to get petty or weird about you just not calling for a few days, that's that's good. Oh, yeah. When I was in a much worse place, like if someone wasn't checking in at least once or twice a day, I would be like, what? Who the fuck do they think they are? Oh, I've totally got off the deep end of like sending drunk text messages. That's why I think cell phones should have breathalyzers. Yes, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but then and, no one would ever use their phones again. Yeah. And I just kind of at 41, I'm just like, hey, cool. Like, even if I really hit it off with someone, like, I'm also completely content to just not talk much to them. Like, it takes a long time to get invested, I think. You're not looking. For anything too crazy, you just want someone to give up with. Yes. I want someone to roll into the sunset with. Uh, you'll do i'll cook with you i'll 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 die from climate change with you we can both together (laughs) nice uh all right molly heckerling you've been the best as always yes and um i am (laughs) we'll we'll call with the postmortem immediately and discuss other weeknights i can borrow you to record the rest of this okay awesome Mm, thanks for having me on oh of course it wouldn't be a show without you
Oh, which, sure. Okay, bye. Bye.